All right. Well, I couldn't record the episode in my apartment. I started it like five times in a row and then got too judgmental of myself to finish it. I kept turning it off for hours for like I would get 15 minutes in and then get 20 minutes in and then get half an hour in until I'd wasted about two hours, maybe two and change hours. And then I was overwhelmed with my own um, disappointment in myself, thinking, why is this happening to me? Why am I judging myself so hard over something so trivial? So I decided to take my recorder and go outside. And then I couldn't find a park that was open. And uh, I have to go teach in an hour. Uh, I have to go teach uh, people to do art. I have to go teach. I have a private student who I teach um, over Zoom. And I'm showing, I'm showing him how to, how to use Photoshop, how to trust his intuition, how to do basic uh, understanding of, of drawing. Uh, Barg system and different shit like that. Not even, not even strict Barg system, but like the block-in process. You know, listen, get at. If you want me to teach you how to draw, get at me. Um, and then, uh, and then I have another digital class of of digital students, um, which I love. I love that class. It's right now. It's just those. It's just two girls, and they're very creative and they're very disciplined. And I'm basically teaching them. All different ways of using Photoshop to make art, but I'm also, you know, I have a digital tab. They have digital tablets at the school, so it's not just it's not just drawing. It's also uh, it's not just Photoshop. It's also drawing on the tablet and stuff like that. So that's really good. Um, and you know, uh, this thing that I that I stopped the episodes and I'm, I'm like the reason I'm outside is like a a really difficult personal uh, barrier that I'm having I hate it um, not having like the greatest I don't know listen there's a lot of shit in the world that could be worse I mean I could be in Ukraine you know having my entire life upended by a dictator and all that shit. All the shit that you read about and then can only internalize from your own perspective. But it could be worse. So, you know, you like it's good to think about things that are worse to try to minimize whatever you're you're going through. Sometimes that can be that can offer perspective. Um but yeah, I've I don't know. It's been tough to I, I, I can't say that like you know I th- I think that like I've been disappointed in myself. I've been really beating the shit out of myself, and I think that's like a way I operate. I don't know. Oh God, you know when I say shit like this, when I try to be o- open and vulnerable on this thing, that's like the trigger that I say, don't share that. Don't forget. It. This is not fun. Just try to be be funny. Why not find a topic and be funny? That's what I was. Um, 
That's what I wanted to do. That's like what I felt was the cachet that I had. But um, I don't know. I guess recently I'm not feeling that way. And, um, and I feel like, well, let's just go fully into despair. You know, I feel like I, uh, I feel like I'm dead, creatively dead. Hard to dig myself out of this horrible feeling. Um, I think that my my thoughts escalate into dark places, and I can't get out of them. So uh, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable to. So, yeah, and anyway, uh, let me think. So, <laughs> so, that's, so that's where this episode is going to be. That's where I, I walked out and I tried to, I wanted to go and do this episode. I'm, by the way, just this is the image if you wanted to know what's going on. I'm walking around like um, a series of baseball fields, you know, public park baseball fields. I have headphones on, big headphones, and I have uh, a microphone hooked into this hooked into my backpack which inside my backpack is my recorder so I look like I'm doing um, like a man on the street news style but just walking around thankfully there's no people here that would be maybe that would probably be good maybe I'd go and try to talk to them so that's like the visual image so let's just not say that there isn't the possibility for humor just yet but um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I uh, I have been um, yeah. It, it really made me upset today to feel like I failed so hard <laughs> in just the trying to record this and what's wrong with me. That's what I felt like. And what is wrong with me? Well, maybe it's just that um, you can be up. And then you can be down. I really, I really hate the fact that I'm having um, trouble in in life, in terms of trying to. I I can't really. I don't have a. The jobs I have don't really make me enough money to survive. So everything is like um, a slow descent into whatever not having enough money to survive is, and then. Uh, that is making me feel hopeless. And then I guess the hopelessness um, makes me feel like the pursuits that I've uh, built my life toward are um, were a big mistake. And then I have to get out of this feeling somehow. I have to like try to dig myself out of this feeling. Like uh, before... I was going to, um, I was like, I, I, I gotta, you know, bring some type of positive energy to the show. So I like did like 20 pull-ups on my pull-up bar. And, uh, then I was like filled with, <laughs> I was filled with a little bit of, of, uh, I don't know, my blood was going. And then I, uh, and then I eventually got here. So it sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope this is not the you know, listen, I, I'd understand if, if this episode is not really the episode that you wanted to hear. I really don't know 
how it's any different than the other episodes I have, except that I have sound effects occasionally. Um, yeah. So, but I, you know, both, you know, I, I talked to people close to me today and, um, I actually, I had uh, a couple of phone calls with the closest people to me where they both said, um, hang in there. And then also, uh, don't do this to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Be your, be your, be a friend to yourself. What would you say to your, if this, if what you were going through is, was your friend, you have to be kind to yourself. Also, um, that I should ask my therapist about, um, you know, to, to get a consultation for a psychiatrist. Uh, and, but the thing about being, being a friend to myself is, a is uh, that makes sense. I'm not good at that. Like I don't, you know, I, I have, um, I don't, I don't think nice to myself really. It's weird. Like, uh, objectively some nice things have happened to me. Uh, even recently, like, um, I had posted a video that I took down on grading animals, like a few, like about a month ago. And it was, so it was probably insane sounding like this. It was probably like, really like, Oh, I'm really upset about my life. Whatever, whatever. Um, it's, it's really based on the, how I've, um, my, my sense of value of myself, I let the, I let, uh, like Instagram be the arbiter of my own value. Um, and it was a slow process that happened from posting and getting the, you know, likes and, and, and shares and whatever, getting love from the internet was essentially like playing against the casino um but for your own um self-worth and the casino won um anyway i posted i had posted a video about that where i was like pretty earnest about it and and then uh somebody reached so I, and I took it down because uh, I, I was embarrassed by it, but also I, um, it was like, you know, it was a little bit too on the, my people around me were, who know me were like, what are you doing, man? Like, what is this? This is not a good way to present yourself. Um, but I, I, there was a truth about it to me. So anyway, uh, this weekend somebody, uh, reached out to me about it and, um, and I talked to them a little bit and I was like, oh, I'm so glad that this like w was res like resonated with somebody else. Um, but the thing about it is like I tend no matter how many nice things happen, like whenever something nice happens or where like somebody's friendly or not, or not even friendly, but or like uh the like an, I get an accolade or something like that like for whatever reason it's like my mind or I guess maybe it's my sense of self like I don't it's like the compliment like goes through me I don't necessarily hold on to it and but and you know not that not that I don't appreciate 
nice uh, comments or anything like that. Of course I do. And I almost um, maybe I'm too addicted to that. But whatever, whatever it is, it's like, um, like I have trouble thinking nicely about myself. Um, you know, maybe it's that the, it's like, why would I need to make uh, something for the world's public consumption um, so that so that I could uh, make them laugh, obviously, and, like, I think that, like, that's one of my abilities. Not on this episode, but, you know, it would be one of my abilities when, like, I'm not um, slowly descending into madness. But... But why would I? Why would I put things out for people to uh, look at? Besides that, you know, besides that, like that's like a talent of mine or something. And I think like maybe it's because, like that's because I want to be told that I'm good because I want to believe that I'm good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like has a lot to do with my own. Uh, um, self-esteem which at this point in my life you know uh i'm i'm old i'm you know i shouldn't have this i shouldn't have this uh it's hard to accept you know it's just hard to accept that like this is where you're at in in life and um and that like maybe this is like a low point damn i mean yeah especially okay so just to let you in you know this is where i think oh you know this episode should not have been this this should not be recorded this is not put out would it be better if i did not um finish this i feel like it's so but even if i tried to do it an hour from now like this is now i'm killing my whole entire day trying to record something and i mean i ate lunch i exercised um i uh uh, you know, like, so why is it, like, that I will drive myself down into this pit? And no matter what, I guess this has to be what comes out. And, um, yeah, that sucks. I don't know. I don't know. That feels stupid. I feel, um, you know, it's like, it's it, when it comes on, it's overwhelming, and it doesn't make any sense. So that's kind of how I feel right now. Uh, let me see. Maybe this episode won't be that long. Maybe uh, I can't think of like, I can't think that this is good. Uh, maybe I'll just start in on the questions that people did ask. I didn't get many questions, but I appreciate them all. So let's just start. Um, Jessica Rain 01 suggested I talk about people who can't dance. Uh, people who can't dance. That's a great, you know, there's not being able to dance. Uh, I think falls under some categories. There's people who can't dance because they don't want to be seen as not cool. Um, you know, to dance is to let go of your inhibitions and be free. Uh, so at its purest, it's like a kid who's doesn't have really self-awareness yet and hears music or just has the spirit of life dancing in them already and they dance and they move their body and they dance through life and then uh there's uh there's like the there's 
there's Dancing with Self-Awareness, which is like that same kid, but now they're, let's say, 9 or 10 years old. So they know a little bit of how they interact with the world and they're at like a public they're at like a public thing or maybe they're at a party or maybe they're at the school dance and then uh it's do they dance with their friends so that they are included in their group or do they feel isolated from a group and stay apart from it and don't dance because they're afraid of being judged or maybe they're afraid of um or maybe they don't fit in or they're they're or so so they maybe they'll not dance maybe they will dance to make to mock dancing itself too that's also a move that could be done but then then there's like the, the, the then that's where the that's where I, we came from the beginning with like not not dancing n- not dancing because it's um you're better than it. So it's like you can't dance. You don't want to dance. You don't want to be seen as a a loser. So you judge dancing and then you don't dance. Uh maybe uh maybe um I'm just drawing a conclusion that like am I by me not trying to be Am I not dancing because I'm, like, feeling depressed? I don't know. Um, but the people who can't dance, like, can't dance, I don't know, wrong bu- I'm gonna. I would hit the wrong buzzer if I had my buzzer machine out here, but I don't have it. Um, but people who can't dance... I'm walking around this field... I don't know if the I don't know if it's like that I'm uncreative right now or or um or I'm I'm walking around a baseball field but there's nobody here and uh, I have to be at work in um 45 minutes from now so I intend to walk around this field and record what I record into as I walk around <sighs> as I feel like um stupid for uh for for having uh for being in this situation <laughs> for for now um anyway but uh can't dance shit yeah so like yeah i would have shut the recorder off right now if i if i wasn't like committed to just um continuing this open disaster <sighs> but you know uh the people who can't dance, maybe like, um, you know, there's also like learning to dance, learning the steps of dancing, just learning the dance of the day and not like trying to be above it and just dancing and just being like, this is, you know, yeah, it's the, think of all the stupid dances that, that have been. Do, do you stand apart from like the, the, the moment of that you're in, or do you like stand uh, apart? What did I just say? I don't even remember. I'm just thinking of like the Macarena. I'm thinking of um, chicken noodle soup. I'm thinking of like what do you call uh, the the whip and the nene. I'm thinking of um, what's that? 
I'm thinking of every TikTok dance, and then I'm thinking like, ugh, you know, my natural, my natural state is to not participate in what uh, everybody else is doing, and that's not because like I'm a, some fucking snob, but it's just like learned behavior from having uh, been on the outside of that my whole life I've never been um, a person who had uh, let's say let's say like uh, not a popular kid but just on the I never I I was always like uh, somehow on the outside of things Uh, and, and it never really changed even when I would like when I would gravitate toward a like a subculture, like let's say a music subculture or a comedy subculture, even there, I was always on the outside of like whatever the more able to figure out how to be social people were. So the pattern of my life is of an outsider. And um, so everything, like uh, politics that like you should fall in line with or um everything the way you the ways to think about things it's all like i just see them through like a paradigm of of what um mainstream thought is and then how like if you have an individual thought like you're uh you're pushed out for for whatever that is and especially what's weird is like in the identity politics era where it's like um i don't know it's like all used to either consolidate or separate people based on shit they can't even do anything about. Like, I also feel like, a, I'm like, I don't define myself by what I get a hard on for. Um, but I don't, you know, so it's like, whatever someone would want to fucking, um, like, point a gun at me over that, it's like, I, I, you know, it's like, it's not, it's never been something that is important to me for myself and um you know you can't just it's like like nobody can um like you're born the way you're born what's that lady gaga song like it's like if you're born how you're born then like don't blame me for it i'm not born into this body by choice so like whether i'm i'm wrong for being straight wrong for being gay wrong for being jewish wrong for being short wrong for having like a toe that is like my foot toes in a little bit wrong for being from long island wrong for being like not rich wrong for being whatever like i it's uh, you know i i I think i've said it on the show before uh behind the mask of like your identity is like the true self and um that's that's um alone to you like you're you're alone in that identity uh no matter how much you want to um put yourself into a box to feel close to the world and everyone is alone in that and that's what brings everybody together because because that is something we have in common people who can't dance that's the best i could do with it all right guys sorry okay next uh suggestion was um if i could travel anywhere Where would I go and what would I do there? 
Um, well, if I could travel anywhere, I would love to go back across America. Um, I was thinking about going lately to, um, again, to uh, the the national forests, the national parks out in California with the uh, giant redwoods. And I was also thinking of going to the, um, the Great Smoky Mountains, which I've never been to, the national park there in Tennessee. Uh, my favorite book, The Overstory, I, I've read it a, a couple times, but I just started to listen to the book on tape because um, I guess in a weird way, that book is sort of... Well, it's my favorite book, but what's weird about a favorite book that you're really genuinely into is that it can be like, this is sound weird, but I almost feel like the overstory by Richard Powers is, is like a Bible to me in a weird way. Not that like, I think it's, um, like a religious, well, I think that I, I think, um, that the closest that I could get to religion is a love of nature, maybe. But the way that he wrote about trees and the way that he wove the stories of that book together with the nine people and how their lives intertwine with each other's and with trees and how that um, humans are turning into something else and how we operate at a faster pace than nature and it's an ultimately destructive pace i don't know that book is so um important to me and like it makes me um emotional and also not to mention that besides that the storytelling is something that i really admire i've always said that i wouldn't have made the tree episodes of grading animals if it weren't for that book um, but it was something about the writing style, how um, how he would be so lyrical. And it was like watching a guitarist like riff out, uh, like an amazing guitarist, just like riff out these beautiful um, sentences. And, and so it's like one of the most best things I've, I've ever um, read. Anyway, so I'm listening to the book on tape, on the book on tape. <laughs> I'm listening to the audio book in my car. And uh, I'm really enjoying it again. Um, and that makes me think, as I, as I listen to it, it makes me think of these places that I, that I would love to go to. That I've, um, that I haven't, well, like, I, I went to the Redwood Forest when I was um, 20, when I was in a band, when I was in a, on tour with my my band called Bookstore. I had a band called Bookstore. We released an album once. Um, and we toured the country once. And we, when we were in California, we went to the redwood trees. And uh, it, was, it was wonderful. And, you know, I think we had probably spent like an hour there, probably. Maybe less. Maybe more. I don't know. Um, that was the last time I was there. And who knows what it is like now? It's burned into my memory, like a like a sepia to- like like classically sepia toned. <laughs> uh, 
And as for the other place, so like that book really sells that that book really sells these places. So I guess like I would imagine I would imagine like going to those forests would be really cool. Uh, going to them with like with time to spare. That would be great. I have that I have this thought. So I I, and I would left across the country. I had this really like positive image that I would get to tour that like I would come up with a show based on grading animals or something and I would be able to tour. And I guess in a way it's like kind of like reclaiming that idea of uh of when I was in a band thinking that you know I would get to have that experience again in some other way. Um, who knows? Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But um, when I think about where I would like to go, that's kind of part of it. So that's where I would go if I had, could travel anywhere. Uh, Richie Rich has a bunch of questions. Thank you, Richie Rich, for keeping the show alive. And um, maybe hopefully you'll be here after this episode. And, um, you know, because I, I feel like this is really... Uh, <laughs> unnecessary that I uh, I should have just not put an episode out this week but uh, you know why not let's just fucking be real um, so anyway uh, Richie Rich has a few questions he goes am I excited about the Starable LA trip so uh, I did get accepted to the Starable festival I am excited about it um, I'm a little nervous about it so part of the festival is that if they see, if they can so the festival and my involvement with Starable is po- there's a possibility that they can uh, like broker a relationship between um, media buyers and my show that the totally indie show basically you know could somebody buy grading animals or like at least want to produce it um, which is like a real dream come true if it could happen. Um, I certainly believe in the quality of the show and the idea. Uh, but, you know, we're at the mercy of um, chance, you know. Who knows? I've actually, when in 2014, I made a pilot, a cartoon pilot with uh, somebody I knew. And we actually were able to shop it to, at the time, Netflix, Sony, and a bunch of other places. And... Um, Nothing happened, uh, but we did. We were able to actually pitch the show, and uh, this is the farthest I'd ever taken any type of creative thing I ever made. Um, and so I don't know if this is gonna have that opportunity. I, I'm a little. I'm hopeful. I'm a little bit um, scared. I guess. Like, I don't know. The referendum of other people's opinions on the things you create. So if um, if something happens with it, then what a great thing. If nothing happens with it, then did I go all the way out to L.A. for nothing? But, I mean, that's not the only reason to go. Like, I also, like, hope to make connections and just keep hope alive. Um, it doesn't help that uh my situation is is a little dire right now in terms of my you know living but then who the fuck am i to think i deserve that's the thing you know 
uh, when you're, no matter what type of, there's so many different types of artists, you know. Um, I don't know what type of artist I am, but the there's type of artists that that um, that uh, maybe have a bigger ego than I do. Um, I think it's important to like. They say that you should believe in yourself. It's very. You know, I think, you know, believing yourself is like a sine wave or a cosine wave, whatever one of those waves that goes up and down. Um, I actually didn't think that that was how it worked. This is the first time I'm this is the first time in, in many years that I'm like maybe crashing from a period of like really great productivity. Uh, and it's scary because. I guess from the inside, it feels like, will I make thing? Will I be able to like lift myself out of this? Um, it sucks. It's like kind of weird. That's why I think the. That's why I think like in my darkest moments, I think of death because it feels like I'm dying because, you know, I define myself by the creations that I make, and if I'm not able to like, will myself to, to, to make them or whatever, then. I don't feel um, alive. It's a weird thing. So, so that's something where, where um, you know, this this idea of some hand coming out of nowhere and helping me, uh, like I want to believe it, but I also, um, you know, I also had this delusion that that more people in the world were going to like my thing anyway, and that didn't happen. Uh, and that might not have been my fault, uh, but it also might have been my fault. I mean, I love grading animals, but I also feel like it's like... Um, there's a saying, like, a jazz musician plays 3,000 chords to three people, and a rock musician plays three chords to 3,000 people. And the idea is that it's uh, your, you know, make it simple. Make what you make simple for the masses to understand. And maybe what I, maybe the things that I made, like grading animals, was not simple for the, for the audience to understand. Or who knows, dude? Who knows? I just went to this shitty, stupid thing this weekend. Um, uh, my girlfriend and I went to uh, the Outsider Art Fair. I don't know. We went to it because... Um, long story, but I really dislike that because I think that the art world is um, it's a really exploitative um, bullshit anyway, most of it. Um, but the outsider art fair is like, uh, you know on Howard Stern where he has the whack pack where he has like these sort of like borderline retarded people who he kind of has on um, for us to laugh at them, but they also like profit because of their association with him. And of course, like it's it's all in fun. There's there's love there, but it is kind of exploitative. So that's like what the outsider art fair is. And that's what outsider art is. It's like some insane person dies, leaving li- who who lived in squalor. Life is fucking horrible. Um, nobody gave a shit what he did his whole life. Then he dies. Then some gallery um, buys his estate uh, for pennies on the dollar. And then 
with um, because of their proximity to exclusivity, they um, they make this person's life uh, and they, they they make his person's life artwork worth something because that's what it is. It's like the marketing of um, this un, un, unknown genius or whatever. Um, and there are really great outsider artists. There are great outsider artists. I don't want to like you know shit on the whole thing, but I think that the way uh, the way that the way that works is like um, insidious, and it's sad because uh, probably you know. I, also, I feel like it's like um, we're setting a we're they're setting a like a little separate a separate uh, category for art that might be like objectively, you know, okay. So it's like a lot of untrained artists, a lot of like, you know, different, different situations, other situations. But then we, then we're going to like view it with the same like investment attitude that they, they, they view regular art with. So it's like another layer of just scumbaggery. And if it were anything else, I would say, yeah, that's just how the world is. Like, why am I so sensitive to that? And the only reason I'm sensitive to that is because um, I feel like an outsider and an artist. And I guess those are the two categories of people that I um, was born into being. I didn't even have a choice in it. I just, that's what I am. So that's how I feel about the LA trip. I think, I mean, I'm... Um, as long as I know that uh, if 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 the possibility that I get uh, like a meeting or something like that, then I'm gonna go. And if and if I don't, then I'm not gonna go uh, because otherwise, like it would just be me. I don't have the money. I literally don't have the money to even pay my rent. So to to fly out to L.A. and and be there, if the possibility of something good happening is not even on the table, then you know, there's that. That's how I feel about that. And Richie Rich's other um, question is, "How am I feeling?" And um, I hope this episode is self-evident of how I'm feeling. Uh, okay, Richie Rich also asks, "Did I ever get that substitute job?" Uh, the answer is, I did get uh, a substitute teaching job, and it, uh, it they only called me in twice so far, and it was pleasant. I was happy to. Uh, have somewhere to go and have and be paid for for my work for my day uh the kids were really harmless and uh, ultimately it was i'm happy to like be working in any context for now i mean that's you know what else could i what what else could i ask for i have to be grateful um somebody said well it was my therapist said that to, to like write a, get a gratitude journal for the good things that 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 I have because if I can if I can hold on to them then when um, the onslaught of negative thoughts come then I can like go back to positive things and and uh, not get like knocked over into the uh, into the sea of negative thoughts that I, that come and uh, I am thankful you know I I I have there are good things happening all the time. Um, like maybe they're not, um, maybe they're not like, uh, 
like when you think of like like a good thing is like it's not like I, I uh I got um you know like anything is going to solve my life's problems but I've been shown a lot of kindness and I people are in my life that have my back and and I'm not in a fucking war zone there's a lot of things I could be th- that I am thankful for so you know all right Richie Rich asks if and also thank you Richie Rich for really keeping this podcast alive because um I don't know I don't know what uh, is going to happen after this episode but I mean I'm still going to do it but hopefully I'll be in hopefully I'll be in a better state of mind uh to to put to to make more fun episodes but today was not that day today was a really bad day and um I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't fucking even just I couldn't hate myself for 15 minutes, I couldn't not hate myself for, for 15 minutes to not shut the thing off and say that I'm not worth doing this thing. And I hate that. I hate that. And I like, I really like, that's why like, I would be like, oh, maybe I should take psychoactive drugs. Cause if, cause if it can stop me from thinking that, and then I can actually do my, my silly creative things, then maybe like that's, maybe it's good. But I don't know. I'm very reluctant to doing that. I'm reluctant to doing that because, like, I don't want to like change my mind. <laughs> Weird. Um, anyway, Richie Rich asks if I'm a boob guy, or an ass man, or thigh man. I didn't realize that thighs were the bronze medalist of that um, of the choices. Of I'm actually, when it comes to boobs, asses, or thighs, I'm actually a nudity guy. I'm actually I um I'm I like nudity. I like nudity in general. Um maybe that's like I'm being a maximalist. But no, I actually I find that I find weird nudity to be the thing, not just parts. I don't know if the parts themselves do it for me, but I like um just uh this I like the state of undress. The thing about it is I uh, for not only not only am I uh, like a a, a a person who is attracted to uh, uh, you know I'm attracted to women, um, but I've also uh, been an art I, I like have studied art for a long time so I've been around a lot of nudity for both the male and female, and I think that just nudity in general is um, it's uh, it's it's awesome I think that like um, life drawing is not that life drawing is um like sexual in and of itself but like it's you know 99% of the way there to regard the nude human form you know it's like that is you know it's like it's yes there's nudity is not sexual in and of itself but like we can get there pretty quick um and in that uh there's i i I like seeing it whenever I see it, let's just say. So, hope that answers that question. And, um, what's the next, uh, the next question, Richie Rich, I'm going to, I'm going to, Richie Rich asks two more questions. I'll, I'll just quickly, I'll briefly deal with them. Um, he asks how bumblebees have such fat dump trucks and defy the laws of physics. Now, by Richie Rich telling us that they that that bumblebees have fat dump trucks, he sort of lets us know 
that he's an ass man. But we're speaking scientifically. I think that the the bumblebee's abdomen is the big circle on the on their ass, right? So that's their belly, not their ass. They just have big round bellies. I don't know where a, a, a bumblebee's ass is. That's a good question. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so Richie Rich. Now, are you thinking about a bumblebee, or are you thinking about a uh, like a woman or man in a bumblebee Halloween costume, a sexy Halloween bumblebee costume, where the ass of the costume is all padded and perhaps like has like the abdomen like puffing out on it, which I could imagine would be pretty. Um, it could be hot in 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 some context. I bet. Uh, depending on, depending on, um, I guess the the design of the costume, really, and the way you imagine a body inside that costume. But bumblebees, I think they uh, most bumblebees are like drones, right? They're like sexless drones that follow what the queen does, I think. They're sexless. Seems like a good thing to be sexless. One less thing to worry about, right? I mean, one thing that I can't say is an issue in my life right now is that, like, I'm not a person that... I feel like um, I'm not a person who's, like, living or dying by the amount of sex I'm having or not having. And I don't know. I guess I'm grateful that, like, that's not, like, my... um, the crux of my existence because that also is very painful too everything in life is painful in some way or another they used to call it samsara right that was the is that from buddhism the uh the everything in life is painful everything in life is sorrowful all life is sorrowful um because of the beginning and ending of things life in the field of time these things begin and things end. And you feel sad that they're over. And then something else begins and it ends. Life and death. Uh, so, uh, Richie Rich. No, Richie Rich. So you have one other question. Um, how Bicycles and how they stand up. Well, you know, bicycles. He says bicycles. I'm just going to go with bicycles. Um, I actually am looking forward to the spring because I am looking forward to riding my bicycle. Uh, it's a simple pleasure. Uh, I wonder, I don't know what the future will be like. I don't know if I'll have a job. I don't know if um, I'm gonna, you know, if I'm going to feel the strength of like lifting myself out of this predicament. I wish it was not real. I wish I, I wish like, it wasn't a daily thing that like I feel under the weight of like of my own mind, which is sounds like a fucking lie, but it's true. It's weird. I wish it was not like that. But yeah, I want that I want this to be over. Um but I do look forward to like having some time to ride my bike. That would be that would be really nice to just have some time to to like ride my bike and not think about anything and just you know just like be free in that in that moment 
And oh yeah, so we have one. We have a couple. We have a couple uh, more suggestions. Uh, actually, let's. This is coming from Matata, Matthew Holland, uh, great friend of the show. And he says, "What do I think about dark chocolate?" Well, I'm not really a sweets guy, but I would never. I don't buy chocolate. I never have chocolate in the house. I don't really have snacks. Um, I actually really, that's another thing. I don't really, uh, just to compound my own stupid way of treating myself, I don't even have, I, I have always have less than the amount of food I'm supposed to have. But it's rarely ever even desserts. Um, so, you know, chocolate's okay. I'm not in love with chocolate. It was never my favorite flavor as a kid. I was always more into vanilla when I was a kid. But um, I heard dark chocolate can be an aphrodisiac. And I also heard that dark chocolate could be a, um, what is it? Like, is it good for your heart? Maybe. So I think that it's good to be healthy. I know that chocolate comes from trees and uh, cocoa. I don't know, cocoa nuts or something like that. <laughs> Coconuts? Stupid. So, so like, shout out Overstory also. So that's cool. And, um, yeah. That's about what I think about dark chocolate. And then as far as uh, the next suggestion, he goes, turtles versus tortoises. Um, yeah, I mean, turtles and tortoises, I'm going to say turtles because they are, they go in the water. And, and tortoises are dry land. Um, and I'm more of an ocean guy. I like tur- I like the I like the water. The water is the unconscious. That's what the symbol the symbol of water is the unconscious and um, dreams. And I'm a person who um, who lives uh, in in my own dreams uh, to the detriment of my life. But I live there nonetheless. So in that. Uh, in the the sea of dreams, there's turtles, there's sea turtles, but um, and then the river of dreams. Um, I go walking in the stream. Uh, yeah, and there's tur- there's turtles, but maybe there's tortoises on the banks of the river of dreams. Um, the show King of the Hill is the last suggestion. Um, the show King of the Hill. I used to, I you know what. I never really watched it. I'll be honest. I never watched more than like an episode and a half of The King of the Hill when it was on. I did like that Boomhauer's voice was like Beavis's voice. It's made by Mike Judge, who is a absolute genius and a um, and like a a person who should be a really appreciated for the gifts that they were able to give the world. Uh, they gave the world Beavis and Butthead, uh, King of the Hill. Um, Office Space, uh, Silicon Valley, a, a real... Oh, and he also was... Uh, he's a musician. He's been in bands. He's a, a true genius. Um, I'm envious of a person who was able to, like, live so f- um, so purely and, and be able to, like, uh, realize their creations in the world. I think that more than anything, being able to realize your creations in the world is, like, what I want my life to be. Um, I don't know. Like, it's not like I ever dream 
for wealth or for, um, you know, an easy life. But if there's something that, like, I persistently want, it's that the things that I make could, um, could like, exist in the world for people to see them. Because I do have, like, a lot of shit like that that I've always, like, tried in one way or another to to um have lot you know have life in the world um yeah i mean that's you know that's just that's just um what i think about when i think of mike judge there are some people who just you know they they're they they get that opportunity to do it and um it really i've talked about the hope machine the hope machine is um a thing that Jerry Moriarty, an art teacher I had from long ago, uh, talked about. And he said that, you know, when you're an artist, um, even before you're able to make anything, you, um, you feed the hopes of your own creation with consuming the artwork of things you love until, like, your, like, 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 engine of the hope machine is, like, filled and then it can go. And then when you make something like you've spent all the hope and you got to come like be re uh, re-inspired. And um, I love that. I love that uh, concept. And I think like Mike Judge, even if like, yeah, like I've never watched really much of King of the Hill, but I watched all of Silicon Valley um, and uh, and Beavis and Butthead and Office Space. And I've probably and I think he's made other things that I've seen. And he's one of those people that definitely is an inspiration like that. So, anyway, I uh, I made it through. We did it. We did it. And uh, thank you for listening if you listen to this episode. If not, I understand. Uh, and, yeah, and if, and if you like this, I promise there's actually better episodes on the Patreon. Uh, this is really, it's so stupid to do an ad for the Patreon at the end of this episode. Um, but I honestly promise that there that I actually do have fun. I have I I I go I co-host the the Patreon episodes with Spencer Fullerton Baird, who is uh, a figment of my imagination. But I I I let him do the hosting duties, uh, and he's actually a lot funnier than I am. So thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>